Hey, happy birthday. Welcome to the part where your body falls apart. Oh, it's already there. Oh, it's already wow. there oh he just put that right oh, out there. It's already there. Yeah. You need a DR strategy for four. <laughs> Powerful new technology. Cloud migration. Fully integrated system. HCX. Today, we're delighted to announce. Welcome to the HCX Majors Podcast, Episode 5 for Friday, December 18th, 2020. Live from Indiana, I'm Britton Johnson. Coming in hot from Calgary, Kofi Hulu. From Colorado, I'm Andy Belts. And from California, I'm Francis Wong. We did it. We started an episode in December. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> oh, Long man. Time. Long time coming, right? You know, I, it's been, it, it's just been a year, and it's been nonstop, and I, you know, I have all the feels about everything, but this is, this is how I feel today, everybody. It's about sums it up, right? I'm looking, at, I'm looking at my chat. It's about the same. Everybody's pretty much got the same same thing going. It's like, is this is this over yet? So it's like, it's just you know, it's a, like we're really close to that last week. It's basically this is our last week, you know, Friday for the year from VMware's perspective. But I mean, man, it's it's been a, a year. It's been I've moved twice now, and uh, yeah. So we haven't talked for a while because of because I've been moving. So, Kofi, what's new up in Canada besides it being cold? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, uh, right now, as, as you know, uh, with everything else, um, we're not really doing anything. We're all in lockdown, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's I thought everything was sorted in Canada. I have I have uh, I have family up in BC, and they're all just like, "What's wrong with you, Americans? You guys can't do anything." Yeah, I mean, they're just, you can do stuff, but you can't do everything you normally would do, right? I guess our lockdown version is like, yeah, just don't do this stuff. <laughs> the difference okay. is in, in Canada, you're always locked down in the winter in Canada. So. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, Andy, how, uh, we have really not talked to you in a while. How you been? I've been good, yeah. I've been... Um... Oh, it's been a busy year, despite not going anywhere, to your point, Kofi. <laughs> but, uh, man, it's been a good, productive year. I think if you look at the whole year as a whole, uh, I can say there's been a lot of good stuff that's come, kind of come of it. So um, it's cold in Colorado, snow on the ground and in the mountains. But all in all, looking forward, like you said, to a couple slow weeks and uh, before, gosh, everything picks back up again and you know yeah start over but i'm sure we'll all you know see each other face to face in the next six to eight months i'd assume so well that would be fingers crossed yes yeah francis how are you i am also very happy that it is the last friday that i am planning on being online in 2020 i uh, look forward to putting 2020 behind me it's been it has been a very trying year despite all our uh, right all that we have here so it's i think i speak for a lot of people 
that work at home online that it's kind of been wall to wall nonstop. And that is highly unusual when you're planted at home. You actually expect to have a little bit more free time, but you know, dogs yes. come in barking, the cat comes in, steps on my keyboard, the kids come <laughs> in, must have lunch now. <laughs> what is what is it with kids and constantly having to be fed? You know? Something about them growing, I think. I know. It's it's it's, it's really annoying. But, you know, that's just life, I guess. All right. Um, we have a special guest joining us today, a peer at uh, SE teammate of mine, Mr. Jason Marcusano. Jason, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. So we, uh, as, as we go through all of the things talking about ACX, we have tried to cover various use cases, various places that it can, you know, add value, things that it can do. It's one of these products or, you know, ad- additions to a product that it just has so much that it covers you know there's a lot to cover in in short short periods of time with this thing and disaster recovery is sort of the next piece that i wanted to try to tackle with this and you know i have been more have been working through getting hcx and srm integrated in my own home lab for a while and i have been moderately successful with it and but in chatting with jason he was much more successful than i was thus far and so I'm like, you know, I'm going to lean on Jason to talk more about what HDX and SRM looks like. But before we kind of get to those pieces of things, we'll just kind of chat generally about, you know, where HDX and be- begins to assist customers with a disaster recovery strategy. I have a question. I mean, in general, maybe Jason, you can help me with this since you... You went down this piece. Obviously, um, when we traditionally looked at HCX, you know, we use it, you know, for specific use cases, migration, uh, you know, zero downtime, you know, workload portability type of scenarios. You know, we use it in that hybrid aspect. In a lot of cases, you know, a lot of customers saw value in the business continuity aspect of it. So, was very interested in how that shifts now to what can you actually do from an SRM HCX perspective? Yeah, so so here's my big thing. You know, when you start talking about workload migrations and mobility, I mean, what is DR, right? It's, 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 it's you, you have a disaster and you want to get those workloads to move, right? But, but you need to have them pre-positioned at the destination site before you can hit that big red button and, and fail over. And, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're working migrations, when you're working disaster recovery, you know, what, what are the pillars that make up a, a workload, right, in terms of IT data center research as well? It's, it's compute, it's storage, it's networking, right? You, you, you've got to think about all three of these pillars as a whole, that when you move your workload from A to B, whether it's a migration or DR, th- th- those resources have to be up and running and ready to go to actually get the workload going at the destination. and. What does HCX do really, really well? Well, it works really well at moving the compute. It works really well at extending the network. And it works really well at, at, at migrating the data using data replication, right? So we, we, we take these three pillars of, of what it takes to run a VM and we package them really, really nicely into a single tool that, that solves all those three problems um, with one vendor to support the product, right? Come to VMware, we support those three pillars for you. Uh, and, and we really make it almost push button easy to, to get those three things moved from 
from source to destination. I will add in, though, I mean, because I do get this question from time to time, the DR function inside HCX is, is some pretty standard function where you're seeding a VM at the destination. There isn't any kind of run book technology that's built into HCX from a disaster uh, kind of functionality. That's where Site Recovery Manager really comes in because Site Recovery Manager is going to help you not only map the resources, but take your business logic in terms of standing up a DR instance and execute that, uh, you know, besides hooking into maybe your array storage to move the bits or using vSphere to move the bits. So I, I think there's a distinguishing functionality between the two products in that way. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, you, know, you, know, you think about the history of DR and, and virtualization. You know, how, virtualization and, and encapsulation of a workload in a VM on files made it really easy to replicate the data from A to B and then hit the button to bring it up, right? But even before we got the big red button that HCX and SRM brought to us, we were doing it by hand, right? We, we would manually replicate the data and manually run scripts at the destination to go register the VMs at the virtual center and power them on. And we really had to put thought to all those 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 pieces to make that work in you know, a network storage and compute. And you know, HCX, even, even without SRM's runbook capabilities, at least automates that registration, the power up of the VM, you know, the breaking of the replication, all those steps that we used to have to script out, that they're all handled in in, in one tool. SRM takes it a step further though and says, hey, look, now I've got an application that needs to come up in a certain order. I, the VMs have to come up this way, A, B, and C need to come first. The database needs to come up for the app tier, the app tier needs to come up for the web tier. Oh, by the way, I might have some reacting to do and all that. HCX doesn't do that, right? HCX is just, it's going to rush the VMs and power them on in, in a DR event. SRM, you, you're, you're spot on. Um, you're, although the, that business logic is now can, can be encapsulated in a run book uh, and, and, and automated. Because guess what? In a DR event, uh, it, it may not be the person who designed the run book hitting the big red button to fail over. It may have to be somebody else. That that, that person who designed the run book may be involved in the disaster. So SRM is going to take all that business logic and encapsulate that into something that's been tested, tried, and true so that somebody else can hit the big red button and fail over. What's interesting, and, and maybe in some of the design aspects, what I what I want to what I'm interested in hearing actually, uh, more so is you know how and you know, what features of HCX would you want to really leverage or, or you know when integrating like a full DR strategy? Like I can see, you know, having certain network extensions and how that might play. They're not actually per se necessary, but I'm just trying to figure out where where there are strengths, I guess, for you to, you know, where it makes sense for you to use both and where it doesn't. Do you have, yeah. do you have on there have a comment on that? Yeah, you know, I, I just finished doing a, a session this morning with one of our partners and their questions really revolved around very similar things. And I think we have to recognize and acknowledge that today VMware actually has uh, a spectrum of offering when it comes 
to disaster recovery. We, like I said, the HCX DR function is a standard function of moving the bits over and making sure they're available. The next level uh, up is Site Recovery Manager with the ability to do the runbook. And in August, we bought Daytrium. We rebranded that, and that's also, you know, a VMware disaster recovery product. Now, you know, the question from my audience this morning was, where's the overlap and where's the use case? And HCX actually wove right into all of those products. And the reason why I say that is if you look at a client's DR plan, a, a fair-sized client um, with a fair-sized DR plan, the DR plan has a number of applications with different requirements. Some, you just need a copy of it up in the cloud. Another one, whether it's AD or DNS, you need right now, if, if, if you have a DR event, they need to be accessible. They are the ground floor of a company's business applications. They have to be hot. They have to be on. Those are likely going to be either pilot light installations or they're going to be using SRM to roll the logic out in order. And then there's a bunch of VMs where you have to include them in disaster recovery, but you might not have to power them on. And so do you want that in, in the cloud instance anyway, do you want the ones that you're not going to power on but are included in a DR plan to be taking up premium vSAN space on VMC? And that's when a client looks at it and says, you know what, I've got 3,000 VMs that should be available and should be powered on if we deem them needed in the disaster. I've got 500 VMs I need uh, scripted and bring up according to the run book in order to run the bare minimum of my business. Um, and those need to be in SRM. And then there's some maybe that I only need one copy of. And maybe you use HCXDR for that. So there's a complete spectrum uh, of our products that can cover a lot of those use cases. I think that's I think that's a good point now because I mean yeah like the, there is no necessarily one size fits all for each and every scenario each and every scenario kind of has its own requirements especially when you get down to the whole RTO RPO discussions of how fast do you really want to turn this thing on what's what you know wow how, how, how quickly do you need to be able to get it you know back and failed back once it's once the things have gone back to normal and so, and even the whole like testing scenario, so like being able to just stand it up in a bubble, make sure that it's there so you can then validate that your plan will work in the event of a, of a disaster. You know, there's, there's that aspect of things too. But I think it's one of these things of like, it's the standard engineering answer of it depends, you know, when you're talking about all this stuff and I always hate giving that answer to customers, but, but this, but in reality, more often than not, that's where we are. Maybe sometimes the question is, how much do you want to pay? <laughs> That's yeah. And that depends. It depends on how much <laughs> you want to pay. Um, I, yeah, Brittany, you, you said kind of took the words out of my mouth. I was, uh, as you, you all were talking, bringing up 
uh, I think just simply put, uh, I, I haven't really dealt with DR, it sounds like maybe as much as you all, but from maybe my stance of not dealing with it as much um, is, I guess, simple question, does, does HCX with or does HCX by itself, is it a one size fits all? And if not, does it does SRM bring all the capabilities to where it can be a full disaster recovery solution? Or um, Francis, to your point, with a, a product like uh, Daytram, uh, or, you know, whatever we've, we're going to rebrand that to, to be called in of DR as a service is kind of the thing I've heard thrown around. But um, I guess where's the delineation with our products to where you know, if we're going to give the, it depends, is there a, is there a kind of a minimum working set of products that from HCX stance that does get a good um, data, you know, dis- or a disaster recovery type of solution going, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so, so I guess, I guess one of the thoughts that kind of come to mind is, is keep in mind HCX is a, it's a completely software-based solution, right? So being, being completely software-based, it has the flexibility of going just and just about anywhere and everywhere, right? Um, the, the, the downside, I would say, to a software-only solution versus, say, you know, SRM with array-based replication of scale, right? Um, you're, you're only going to drive so many replication instances through the HX's IX appliance at a time, right? So, you know, I always encourage customers, go out to config maps, Go, go, go check on the H6 maximums, make sure that, that fits your needs. I believe it reads 500 VMs today is the max for an HCX instance, and that's obviously going to change because it's software. That's the other cool thing about software is, is it runs fast. Um, the set, set recovery manager, when you start saying, hey, look, I can have a rate based replication, now I'm moving data at, at a, a, a VMFS data store level. Um, uh, your, your scale changes, right? Because arrays work at a whole different level of scale versus software. So I, I think I think that's going to be the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, you're yeah. you're spot on. That's what I would say. That's why I said the HCXDR functionality is a standard functionality, and the SRM is going to give you a lot a lot more functionality, and that includes scalability. Uh, and when you add in the array base replication and how SRM can leverage that functionality, then SRM becomes more of an orchestrator and DR run book and less of the engine that moves the bits, if you will. Right. Yeah. So kind of, I'm going to flip that around backwards. Um, yeah. So, so the downsides to array based replication is you've got to be very deliberate in your workload placement. For DR planning, right? I mean, so 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 think of it this way: array-based replication, your minimum unit of uh, failover is a data store, generally, right? So if if you're not careful up front to picking out your VMs and placing them in data store groups that that makes sense for your tiers of disaster recovery, you may be dragging over VMs in an event that you don't want to drag over. Um, HCX on the flip side, you, with with uh, you know, software-based replication using vSphere replicator underneath the covers is now we can go pinpoint VMs no matter where they are for DR. So so if, if, if you're trying to protect, protect the crown jewels of the business um, and, they're, and they're scattered in different places, but it's, you know, it's within that 500 count. With HCX, I can now go pinpoint those VMs without having this giant array-based shuffling to align the data store groups, different protection groups, failover either. So again, it, it depends. I, I'll let, you know, unfortunately, that's the answer, but that, that, that's the answer. 
but what it sounds like is if if you have a smaller kind of scale was your kind of first comment for francis and jason you guys both brought up scale if you don't have to scale large hcx might be a good one size fits all to a to a point but once you get to a big point it, it sounds like having a mix of software and hardware replication for dr is kind of what's probably in order so uh, i think what we're really kind of circling is that as folks look at dr they have to look at what their business requirements are and back into the products yeah we have a spectrum yeah but the question is you know can your business tolerate four hours of downtime can your recovery point be last night a lot of these kinds of business objectives drives which one of these products is the right fit or what combination of this product or these products will be a fit so i think one of the questions this morning that i got was well you know you uh, you've got one of these SaaS products. Uh, what do they want? You know, how do you package it? What, you know, do you pay on a monthly basis? And that that really kind of it irritated my 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 technical side because I was like, what DR strategy goes month by month? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. not. Right. I was laughing on mute and then I, yeah. I was like, you have to hear me giggle because it's totally true. My, but I mean, my, but, my yeah. technical side gets irritated all the time too, Francis. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that phrase. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know, it, it's actually interesting as we, we start talking about this, what I'd be interested in is maybe, you know, Andy, you you deal a lot with VCF um, migrations, deployments, uh, and I would be curious as to see where this would fit into maybe some, to your point, some of the smaller or mid scale uh, uh, environments, like less complex. Is there somewhere that you think it fits better, like in a vertical, like? Um, you know, I look at manufacturing, for example, and, you know, manufacturing, you, you just need to make sure that things are running in a certain way. And then it's completely different if you look at energy, because energy needs to fail over, like, and, you know, multiple times a year and actually run out of the DR site. So I'm just trying to maybe get people's perspective on, you know, is there a vertical where this makes more sense than others? Or is this, you know, I, and understanding there's completely different and varying business requirements, but just wanted to shoot it out there and see if anybody had any thoughts on that. Yeah, great, great question. Yeah, you know, I, I guess you know, I'm thinking not just verticals, but what about location, right? So, so think of the edge, right? The edge is, is, is a place that might just have a handful of small VMs, um, but, but they're important VMs and we need to protect them, right? Um, and so no matter the vertical, whether it's gas and oil or, or um, sled or, Whatnot. There, there, there's a, many companies have workloads now that they're pushing out to the edge, uh, but the but the main data center has an SX already, and and it's already got good resources and all that. So, uh, HCX is one of those great tools that you know, you put in into your destination service mesh in multiple destination sites into the same source site, and boom, now you've got HDR, right? Order of, of fire app doesn't necessarily matter as much, so it's certainly not as important. Right? We just need to protect the data, get the VMs up and running if the edge goes away. Um, 
I see that as a great potential for HCLX. Yeah, that's awesome. No, that's that's the type of stuff I was looking for. If there's any others, like I mean, because to your point, there's a lot of uh, like I lately I've been doing a lot of stuff in, in medical. Um, it's the same same concept. They have edge locations with like call them small mid sized environments. They're not super huge, um, but it's prime use case to either drop in you know a specific type of rail cluster or they're supporting um, call it um, so in in, in uh, some mid-sized retail locations they're called uh, like VPO um, what are they called the virtual personal scattering technology I oh, can't remember anyways um, virtual POS hello <laughs> I need to get with the program just you know PO you know what's the last one uh, yeah POS um, platforms and they all have backup software you know and the interesting thing is it's a pretty steep investment but you still need those 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 VMs running or those workloads running to manage those that piece. So this is a that's a great use case where, you know, if there was some form of outage or instability in the platform and you need to fail into a different location, whether you know it can be supported in a cloud location temporarily or back into your core data center so that you don't lose um, you know uh, the the functionality of VPOS platform, that that's huge. So anyways, thanks for bringing that up because I'm gonna see about using that. Nice. I wanna Sorry, Britton, go ahead. No, I, no, I got no, a question, but go ahead, Andy. Yeah, I want to play devil's advocate for a second. Just kind of coming from what I mentioned earlier that I just simply personally through my career haven't dealt with DR lots. Um, what puts HCX with or without SRM ahead of another product? Like I know of other ones out there, non-VMware products, basically. Um, there's a lot of players out there in, in DR. If you're a VMware customer already, does it does it just warrant? Is it easier to have HCX, or is it is it uh, are there aspects that HCX brings to the table that other ones don't? I guess. All right, I'm going to steal the easy answer first. Yeah, um, I think the easy answer is that I, that I've not seen with other products is the network extension capabilities. So yep. you know other. Other other vendor partners who do you know DR strategies, and this is I think where it gets gray for VMware is you know yeah these other vendors they are actual VMware partners, and so um, you know while we're kind of competing with our own partners in some of these solutions, so sure, but like you know they like they some of them have network extension capability products that are secondary to what they do for their main product. But it's not baked in, it's not included, and it's not a real kind of a thing. It's just sort of this little one-off solution that kind of works. Um, but that's where they, that's where HCX, I think, is, has an extreme advantage, is just being able to stretch out the network and make, make those connections, you know, exist before the DR actually even happens. So that, that I think, is the you know, easy answer number one. Yeah, so it, it creates a better pathway for them actual migration mobility to actually happen in the event of a disaster right yeah kofi what were you say no i was gonna kind of maybe go in the medium side of the piece where there's a lot more like depending on which backup vendor you choose each one has a different um call it a a different performance level for, from a backup perspective or the cousin company is basically standardized 
period, which they're not. Like, I run into it a lot where, you know, there's other play, people like Zerto, for example, and they want, we're not moving, divesting away from or changing this because this is how and what we do and this is our recovery strategy and this is how we're going forward. You, you're not really going to change any of those pieces. Um, but one of the things is, is specifically with a technology like that is you can't necessarily migrate and, and leverage like Zerto in like a VMC based platform just because of the levels of access that's required uh, and the way that they do their backup. So they, you can't. So that would be a great solution where there may be a vendor out there who you know we can integrate with you are looking to adopt some form of you know either managed private cloud or, or hyperscaler cloud platform and you'd be limited to you know either using avs specifically i can't remember if it's supported on gce but it's not supported on vmc on aws so you know you need an alternative you know what i mean so Oh, and if, yeah. if you're a, a you know a VMware customer that you know you've committed to the SDDC vision, and you know you're you're running VCF, you've already got to get installation of NSX going. Um, you, know, you generally, depending on if you got an NSX Enterprise Plus, you have HCX advanced, right? So so you're kind of you're kind of a step towards the DR already in licensing right now. But the DR the DR features, I believe, from right, you you got to upgrade HCX Enterprise, but that's that's a small drop of an upgrade. So you know, if you're already invested in NSX Enterprise Plus, you're already using these features, you're, you're licensing-wise, you're, you're pretty close to already having the features that you need to start using DR. Yeah, I think that, that makes sense, you know, especially the vision pieces. Um, if you're already kind of bought into a certain track, it actually would be a, a little bit unnatural and make it harder on you to be going and looking for a different type of strategy when you've already got one that can integrate well. Exactly. I mean, let's face it, HCL can be a bear. And, and you know, we, 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 we come into the VMware strategy. They're all VMware tools, right? And so, so we're guaranteeing that HCL is, is, yep. is going to run in line with all of our We're products. talking hardware compatibility list, right? Yeah, well, it, it not just, yeah, I, I guess I say HCL, but the software interoperability as well, yeah. right? Okay. I mean, software interoperability is a bear. Um, so if, if, if you're using you know, VMware HCX with VMware vSphere with VMware NSX, we've got your back, right? Yep. Francis, I want to go back to something you said where you, you, you got asked where the bleed over was between HCX and Atrium, which I think is now called VMware Disaster Recovery as a Service or something like that. Because um, I, on my other podcast earlier this year, uh, we interviewed Simon Long, who at the time worked for Datrium, and then like a month later, he got bought, they got bought, and then, and then he now works again for VMware. And Simon, you know, walked us through kind of the whole uh, Datrium disaster recovery solution, and I had seen it a little bit once before, but it's it's really interesting how it works. And I'm curious, yeah, is there a is there a jumping off point? Is there an is there a point where HCX bleeds into that cloud service, or is it or, or are they two separate things? They are very much two separate things. But my previous comment about it doesn't matter which one of those products you use, HCX is still woven into it, and that actually includes the third party products because if you think about it, if HCX is able to either bulk migrate VMs to a destination and stretch L2, all of those products that we have described, VMware or non-VMware can leverage that. 
So that's where in terms of complementary uh, functionality exists for HCX. From an overlap standpoint, it is how you use the product, whether it is the VCDR, the VMware Cloud Disaster Recovery, Repenetrium, um, Site Recovery Manager, SRM, or HCX, uh, DR. It's all what functionality you need out of those products, and that includes the third-party products. All right. I just I just wanted to, to tie that off in my brain because I would have been up all night otherwise. So <laughs> we want to make sure you sleep. Yeah, it's important right now. I'm turning yeah. forty this weekend, so you know. Happy birthday! Yeah. Hey, happy birthday! Welcome to the part where your body falls apart. Oh, it's already there. Oh, it's already ah. there, brother. Oh, he just put that right oh, out there. It's already there. Yeah. You need a DR strategy for four. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me send you a crate of vitamins. Yeah. Truth. Yes. <laughs> well, on that note, no. Um, and it, are we missing anything in this conversation? I mean, I, I feel like we've we've wrapped it up pretty well here. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, real SRM integration, yes, it requires HCX Enterprise, but ultimately, I feel like you, uh, this is one of those scenarios where, you know, yeah, if you want to have a DR disaster recovery conversation, you know, internally or where otherwise, HCX can be in the mix, and whether or not it is a you know, fit for your scenario, I think we've kind of come to a consensus on the answer is it depends. Yep. Yes. Fortunately, yes. Or fortunately yeah. that is it. That's, ex <laughs> that's exactly it. It's the, the most neutral position, right? Yeah. <laughs> it really depends. I love it. Yeah, I like it. Jason, anything, um, any last bits of wisdom you'd like to add about, you know, using SRM with HCX? Or just how did you get it in your lab? Maybe how did I get it in my lab? Yeah, well, um, the Cole's version, was it hard? Was it complicated? Was it? Yeah, you know, the, the, there's, so, so when I set it up in my lab initially, gosh, it was, it was, it was a while ago. I think it was when the SRM appliance first came out. So I committed to doing the SRM appliance instead of the Windows install of SRM. Uh, yeah, there, I think there was a manual config file change that I had to go make. Um, so you know, the instructions at the time were clear. I think they're clear now. Um, that that was the hardest part. But other than that, I mean, SRM just picks up on on the the replication sets automatically, and and so so if I set up the DR in, in HCX, get the VMs replicating, um, you know, the protection group says, "Gee, I see VMs replicating. How would you like to protect them today?" Um, and and it, it just works. It's it's pretty slick. That is interesting. Cool. Yes. So real quick, one more last question on that, Jason, is aside from having HCX Enterprise licensing, are there above and beyond the requirements just to install SRM, are there specific requirements to to the two products integrating or is it just the licensing that you need? I think it's just the licensing. I don't think there's anything much more beyond that. Okay. Well, I, think, I think the only other piece would be you'd have to turn it on in the compute profile, right? Definitely got to have the DR service turned on. So when you yeah. mesh your two, two sites together and create your service yeah, okay. mesh, DR has to be turned on on both sites for it to go enable, which, I mean, if you don't have it turned on, you can always go back into HCX, turn it on, and it'll it'll resync the service mesh and, and, yeah. and enable those services. But it's, it's not like a thing where you turn on SRM and point it to HCX and or, or vice versa even. And you know, there's I think in order to in order for your workloads to actually take advantage of it being there, it has to be part of the compute profile. Correct. Yeah. Cool. 
Well, I'm calling this one good, folks. This has been a really, really insightful episode. Thanks again, everybody. Jason, thanks for jumping in the last minute and helping us yeah, out with this. Me. Kofi, Francis, Andy, thank you again for, for being part of this with me. And uh, now that I'm fully stood up in my new digs here in Indiana, hopefully we can come back to doing this again on a monthly basis. And uh, we'll, we'll keep plugging away at learning more and more and more about HCX and what it can do for everybody. Thanks for listening to the HCX Majors podcast. Thanks to Francis, Kofi, and Andy. If you're enjoying the show, please rate us on your podcast app of choice, and please share it so others can find us. Thanks again, and have a happy new year, everybody. simple. Any device, any application, any cloud, intrinsic security.